what we do here is go back, 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 back. Hello, welcome to the Ease and Flow podcast. I'm Felicia. I am the host of this podcast, and this is where we speak about all things human design and mindset. I found my microphone, guys. I've been looking for the cord everywhere, and after a year and a half, I found it. It was in my desk. (laughs) Embarrassing, but we're here. I'm so excited to be using my microphone. And today's also very different because... We have our first guest in about two years. And if you've been listening to me since the beginning of this podcast, first of all, thank you if you've been listening for this long. That's crazy. And secondly, you know that we started off with guests and then it kind of went solo for a couple years. So this is exciting. And um, yeah, my 2021 goal is to bring in people that inspire me, people that I speak to people that I've been following and I want to get on as a guest because I've just been following their content and I love what they post. And so today we have Leah Party. She's from the Candid Confidence podcast. She is the best. Like I met her a year and a half ago. We were in the same mastermind and she's just so great. I love meeting people who are like just as genuine and real and authentic in person than they like as they are on social media. Um, and they really carry themselves the same way on both. And I think that's really beautiful and, you know what, kind of rare sometimes. So she is a spiritual mentor and she's the host of her own podcast, Candid Confidence. So her podcast is pretty massive. It's got It's in the top 200 for sure. So if you're listening, go check it out. Her mission is to teach authentic confidence through mindset and mindfulness. So after spending years in the hustle and bustle and the stress of climbing the corporate ladder, which she slayed, she discovered meditation and spirituality. So this quickly led to becoming like a certified life coach and starting her own podcast. And now she's just on a bigger mission to teach other people how to tap into their intuition and release the overthinking, which I love. So you guys will love her. We spoke a lot about just enjoying life in the moment now and how we are so used to chasing the next thing that we forget that this is life. We're in life right now. So even though like we always are chasing that next goal, we're always chasing that next thing that we think will make us so happy. We're always forgetting that right now, you know, you're boring, magical life, guys. I talk about this all the time. So we talk about this a lot in this episode. So I think that you are going to love it. And before we dive into this, I just want to add that I officially named my toolkit. It is the self-care toolkit, easy self-love and mindset for the busy AF humans. So this is for the people who want to like shift their vibe, tap into their higher self through tapping and meditations, but who also don't have time for like a two hour morning routine, you know, or like a 45 meditation because I don't have time for that. And I'm sure you are super busy too. (laughs) Um, These are all like eight minute videos, recordings that like help you shift your confidence, de-stress, re-energize, forgive yourself for like past guilt, show compassion for yourself. There's one 15 minute higher self meditation that allows you to tap into your future self and and kind of who you want to be. And your future self 
isn't necessarily like one year or 10 years from now. It doesn't have to be that far. It can be even something like 10 minutes from now. And it's just who you want to be for the day. It's a great way to set the tone for the day. And just remember that it's as simple as your thoughts equal your feelings, equal your actions, equal your results, right? So if you are constantly open-minded, if you're looking for the positive, if you're happy and you're high vibe and you're setting the tone for the day correctly, then you're going to attract all of those things into your life as opposed to being stressed, being overwhelmed. So these are all amazing things that I've learned throughout the years that I've bundled into this cute little self-care toolkit <laughs> that I'm super pumped about because... I, my goal, you guys know, is to help as many people as possible for as little as possible. And so it's $33. It's a one-time purchase. And my heart and soul went into this toolkit. And I honestly think it's the bee's knees, but that's just my honest opinion, I guess. I might be a little biased. Anyway, you can get that on my website at www.byfeliciabaird.com. And it is right at the bottom on the main page. And then that's about it. Join me on socials if you haven't already. Um, my Facebook group is the Ease and Flow group by Felicia Baird, I think. <laughs> and my Instagram is by Felicia Baird. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I won't keep you that much longer. And I love you guys. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, Leah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Felicia. I'm so pumped. Me too. So for those who don't know Leah, she is the host of the Candid Confidence podcast, and that's her Instagram. And she, we met at, we were doing a mastermind together probably about a year ago. Um, so weird. This time last year, we were, you were able to travel. To, no, two years ago, you were able to travel to Canada. So such a different time. <laughs> um and yeah, that's where we met there. Lee and I hit it off and now she's basically my biz bestie and we jam all of the time. She's a spiritual mentor and you're just so real and honest. And I like to think that I am that too. So I think that's why we get on so well. Yeah, absolutely. I love having someone in this space to reach out to that truly is that, that real person, right? And um, I love everything you stand for. And I'm, I'm just so glad that we have become biz besties. I know. It's so great. Um, yeah. So Leah's great for um, speaking out against like, well, first of all, your whole podcast, I would assume it's, it was started with like talking about confidence in life and then it kind of transitioned over to business but then you're back over to being like talking about confidence in life um which what inspired you to start talking about that because you know that's my favorite thing to jam on <laughs> yeah absolutely so yeah i started off as i became a life coach um, about two years ago now and was was focusing on confidence because i you know I, my background is in sales i worked in like the corporate world in like a really high pressure sales position for years um, became a sales manager and noticed the biggest thing that contributed to success really was confidence and people who were able to embody belief in themselves and, and um, you know, express that into the world, things seemed to fall into their laps. And I, I started working on that. I didn't really know that I was working on that specifically, but I started kind of looking for the challenges and the ways to get out of the comfort zone, like through sales and all this. Um, and then when I became a manager, I was, I was diving into mindset, you know, I was reading all the time um, about mindset and psychology and how I could use that in sales and how I could use that to help my employees gain confidence. And, and I found myself uh, almost confidence coaching them just as much as talking about the process and the strategy, right? Because it takes both. Mm -hmm. And 
So then I started my business. I became a life coach. I started my podcast. Um, and then pretty quickly I had clients reaching out who had online businesses and they were like, Hey, like I need help with confidence. Like I need help showing up, going on lives, doing all the things. And so I found that I, I really enjoyed working with them because it allowed me to, you know, share the strategies and share kind of my sales background, um, as well as incorporating the mindset and the confidence. But what I also looking back, I find that I, you know, we kind of box ourselves in, right, with these like labels. And one of my labels for many years was like the successful corporate sales businesswoman, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to grad school. I, I spent two years year round after work, like getting an MBA. You kind of have the feeling of, I need to use what I have. I need to use that. I don't want to, right? People that want to start an online business say, like, but I have this college degree and like I need to use it and it's in biology, but I don't want to do that. It's like, well, fuck it. Don't use it. Like, yeah. you know, then don't but you want to use it. So, <laughs> well, you're I, also, you're like, it's almost like you're expected to use it. Like the amount of times that I was told, cause I went to school for psychology and then, you know, go to school at university as if you know what you want to do at 18. That's so stupid anyway. And then, um, and then I left to go to film school and then like, I just remember my dad was so mad he was just like why can't you just finish something like why can't like why do you have to always switch it up and I'm just like well first of all psychology is not going to get me anywhere like I'm sorry like unless I go all the way through and I do a PhD like what the frig am I going to do with this degree um 21 year old me is talking now because I'm so much more mature than 18 so um and he was so mad and it's like it's almost like you're pigeonholed because you're expected to be like you're I hate to say it, but mostly by your parents, mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you, you spent all this money on that degree and all these, all these loans and, and all that stuff. So, so I, I feel like I gravitated towards helping entrepreneurs for one reason, because I was kind of clinging to that business side of me, that business strategy side. Um, and I wanted to use what I had learned and I, you know, kind of went with that direction. And with the podcast, I started mixing in some entrepreneurial episodes, but I noticed like looking back, I never fully, like, I, I, I kind of said I was going to make it entrepreneurship, but I never really did. I still had like every other episode was personal development yeah. and probably because I had a, a large listener base that weren't online business owners at the time. Right. And I, and I still loved that mindset part. So anyways, fast forward to the past maybe four or five months, I've really like transitioned, you know, I, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe seven months ago now I changed my title cause we can do that whenever we want to spiritual mentor. Um, and I, I, for one reason, I found that with the entrepreneurs, I, I can't work with someone who doesn't want to dive into spiritual confidence, deep Mm. self-trust, shedding ego and getting in touch with your soul. Like that is just so much deeper than the confidence work that I used to teach. And whether someone's an entrepreneur or not, I wanted to dive into that. And I found that was what really led to success. But what we have talked about, Felicia, is, um, you know, the industry can be pretty, can be kind of toxic. There's, there's a lot of teachings out there that, you know, are kind of questionable. There's people who are definitely trying to sell. And whenever we're trying to sell and we're in ego land and we're tr- we have kind of that greed and we want it to happen right now, we want instant 10K months. A lot of times we unknowingly resort to uh, bad sales strategies, right? We, we, we make promises that we can't quite, they're not really true, but other people, so many other people are making the same claims, right? Like I can get you to 10K months. I can help you do this and that. 
we, we talk ourselves into it's okay because everyone else, quote, everyone else is doing it. So it must be okay because we're, we're not really making a false claim. Like, you know, if we're making this much, someday they'll make that much. And, you know, we kind of talk ourselves into it. And so I was noticing that so much in the business coaching industry. And um, I started to get, you know, kind of angry at it. I started to, and looking back, like it's, I don't want to judge them either, right? I'm not here to judge them. They can do whatever they want, but I knew I didn't want to run a business that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I really have been gravitating towards a message of, you know, adding play into life, like looking for the fun in life, um, manifesting in a way of, of surrender. I feel like there's a lot of teachings on manifestation that are kind of the same thing. Buy a manifestation course and you'll get a Lamborghini in two months. That's not how manifestation no. works. Right? <laughs> so, so teaching the actual flow and the surrender and like what that really looks like in actual life, uh, real life. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but but yeah, I know that we kind of have jammed on on some of the things in the industry, and I think people want to hear it because they're seeing kind of the one-sided approach where they're seeing all these coaches saying, I can get help you make 20K months, and they are struggling to hit $1,000 a month, right? The new entrepreneurs mm-hmm. a year or two in thinking, what's wrong with me? Why yeah. am I not? Why me? Everyone else is doing it. Yeah, but it's also like fabricated, like... I don't know. Like people are like, I don't know. It's, I, I have such a hard time with this industry as well. And I have from the beginning and it's really like I've hired coach after coach. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts um, on my podcast, because that is essentially what it is. Like you feel like, and then you, the more you dive deeper into this personal development world too, like I love personal development. It's my favorite thing to jam on. I think everyone can get to know themselves better. Everyone can always improve themselves. And I think that, you know, I'm here to, I'm all for people that want to dive deeper into it. But I have a friend who's not really into this coaching world. And she kind of said to me, like, I just feel like it's one big circle that that industry seems to go in. Like it's all, everyone talks about the same people talking about the same things and then it all just comes back and then they all do it again. And she's just like, it's, it's so easy to get sucked into that. And it's just, she's like, it's not my jam. And for so long, I felt like I needed to improve the next thing about me. I felt like I needed to, I was doing something wrong. You know, I'm not making the 10K months. So obviously there's a block there that I need to unblock. (laughs) And it's like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like it's a friggin' business. And like, even my mom was just like, I'm like, mom, I'm going to start making money. She's like, you're growing a business. And she's like, that's so great, but that's going to take time. People don't grow businesses in two months. She's just like, that's not how this works. Like you need sustainable income. And then also, what are you going to do with that 10K? Like no one teaches you that either. Like, yeah, that sounds so amazing to make 10K, but like, what are you actually, if you don't know how to handle that kind of money, it's not going to go anywhere. Like it's just, you're just going to spend it all and, and be in fight or flight mode to make it again. Like, your business is a long-term game, but the coaching industry just basically makes you feel like you always have to keep improving new things about yourself. Keep doing, keep making more changes to yourself and it's exhausting. Like it's just what happened to just putting information out there and not caring whether people buy from you or not. Like that's essentially what made me start all of this. Like I was like, Oh, I want to help people. And so when I, Actually, I made a commitment this year that I'm not spending any money on coaches or anything like that. And I'm just 
you know, following my intuition with my business and seeing where it goes. And it all just came back to the fact that I wanted to help people and I wanted to help the people that, um, you know, are in corporate or working a lot of hours and doing it all. Like, you know, even the stay, stay at home moms, like the moms that are also going to work, like all those people that are so busy and, and, and I wanted to make it affordable. So I just made everything affordable, like brought everything price wise down and that felt good to me. And it's like the normal high end coach would probably be like, Oh, but you're not, you know, charging your worth. And it's like, you shouldn't be charging your worth. You should be charging how much your package actually is. Like when it came down to it, it didn't make feel good for me to sell anything that was $800 because I know what it feels like to spend $800 on something that I'm just like, this is shit. Like I already knew all of this stuff. Like this is bullshit. And then, and then, and then having other people think that about my product would feel awful. So I just made it what I felt that that product was worth. Mm -hmm. So such a catch 22, this industry. I actually had a reading the other day and I told someone about that and she was starting, starting it out and she was going down all these rabbit holes and she's a one in human design. So she's like the investigator. She needs to know all of her information before she jumps in and actually gets her feet wet. And I was just like, you need to stop. (laughs) You need to stop buying courses. You need to stop doing all of this until you see the ROI in the courses that you're already spending. Like, it's great that you want to be a coach. I think that's so amazing, but you need to just listen to you and stop trying to be like the industry wants you to be because you're going to get sucked in and you're, it's going to take years for you to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like there's a balance to it, right? Like there's, there's courses I've taken that have been life changing. There's, there's coaches that have like, if I didn't hire, you know, if I hadn't done the mastermind that we did together when I was new in my business, I probably would have given up. I think that's a big part of coaching is is the support that helps you from giving up. Mm -hmm. That's different than how it's sold. It's sold like, well, in six months, you'll make 10K months. And then, and I think the idea is to empower people to believe in all these, you know, sure. But then they end up leaving and thinking, I'm the only one that didn't work for me. Yeah. Everyone else it worked for. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. need to understand that like, you know, invest when it, when you feel really called to something, if it feels aligned and yeah, you don't need to invest in like seven things in 2021 in order to have a successful business, like Mm -hmm. take it one step at a time, you know, and, and like follow your heart and your intuition. I think that's also really hard when we have so much comparison. So at one point I I had to unfollow like pretty much everyone in the industry. I I follow, Mm -hmm. you know, you and a few other friends and my clients, but I had to stop following, you know, the, the, the big um, coaches that everyone is obsessed with because I I couldn't stop thinking, well, like even subconsciously, I know that was happening where I need to make it a little bit more like she does it. Mm -hmm. And then you come across someone else and you're like, wow, I like how she does it. Maybe I need to do it like that. Maybe that, and we just keep looking for the missing thing when the missing thing like you teach is tapping into what's inside of you and that, and that guidance. Yeah, exactly. And sorry, I just heard banging and I thought that it was my dog, but she's sitting right beside me. That was weird. Um, and it's exactly what it is. It's all inside of you and you're, um, it's funny when you unfollow people, I don't know if you get this way, but I find that like I can get overwhelmed. So an example would be, I follow a really popular Facebook's, a really popular podcast Facebook group. 
And everyone just started like, it's supposed to be a forum for women. And I love the idea of it. And, you know, people are all over the world and you can ask questions and people give you advice, like non-biased advice. It's great. Um, but people started writing like, and this might be the open head center in my human design. I don't know, but it's people started writing like my boyfriend's cheating on me. We've been together for this long and I didn't even know. And it was starting to make me anxious. Like I was just like, then I was insecure in my relationships being like, Oh my God, if they were together for like seven years and she didn't even know this whole time that he was cheating on her, like what if that's happening to me? And then, so I was just like, please, you just need to get out of this group. And so I just muted the group and like my life became less dramatic <laughs> and everything was great. And then that's kind of what happened with the coaching industry too. I just started seeing all these things and it made me not want to post because I'm just like, well, I can't post. Are they saying it better than they're saying it better than me? You know, mm. I'm a loser because I can't like get this thing off the ground, even though I, I'm quite this, it's fine for where I'm at. And like, I have a job and I can do it all. But like, I just started getting in my head. And then I'm, once I unfollowed all these coaches, it was like, my life was less stressful again. Like I was just like, there's, there's nothing going on. There's, there's no drama. There's nothing happening in my life anymore. I'm just doing whatever I want to do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I literally can relate so much to that. Uh, this is totally off topic, but it even makes me think about television mm. because like, for example, like the cheating thing, how many TV shows or movies have you seen where one of the spouses is cheating? Yeah. Every single one. It's yeah. literally almost every single movie and TV show. What do you think that subliminal message sends to us, right? I, I, I know that that happens. Like we have to be picking up on these cues from these reality shows that are nothing mm -hmm. like and all this yeah. and yeah I mean I think that is similar to like the influencer space you know we follow along with these people and everyone's kids just look so perfect and they never they never cry these kids yeah. are always happy and these so perfectly are, dressed all the time, <laughs> all the time. everything's perfect and glamorous and then we think man like I live I got a bad kid <laughs> yeah my life sucks my life doesn't look like that and like yeah. you kind of started out with it's like we always think we need to change things about ourselves, improve things about ourselves, do all these different things. What if we instead like learn to love ourselves for who we are on the inside mm -hmm. and love our, love the life that we have and like, and, and have a vision and goals, but enjoying the process. And like, if it takes a long time to build a business or do anything else, cause it does everything good takes time is a journey, embracing that journey and like having fun along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just enjoying the, the, like everyone's life. Like I was following, uh, I think Angie Lee said it, you know, you follow her on it. She's, yeah. She's well, I funny. don't follow her, but I love her. Yeah. She, she is. And, and so I guess someone asked her like, how do you make your life like interesting when it's boring? And she's like, everyone's life is boring. Like everyone's life is boring. Like the day-to-day -day life is boring and that's what it is. Like you just have to like just enjoy every minute of it. And I know that you and I, mm -hmm. Leah and I literally jammed for so long talking about the movie soul and it spoke yeah. to both of us. And it's like, after watching that movie, it, it literally just clicked in my head where I'm just like, this is it. Like, there's no, this thing that I'm chasing. There's no, uh, what's, what's when I get that thing, when I get that thing. And I've read that for years and it's never really sunk in, but watching that movie, I was like, that's, this is it like I have to enjoy every minute right now like why am I like my life is good like I have nothing to complain about I, I love the fact that my job is flexible I love my industry that I'm in I love 
helping people outside of that industry in the coaching world and helping people with human design. And I love going for walks and I love the ability to move. Like I like life's good. And we just make these like dramatic scenarios up in our head for no reason. Um, but it was kind of funny. I was watching, I'm, so I'm watching Grey's Anatomy right now <laughs> and I've never felt I was sick so much. Like, I'm just like, Oh my God, what if this, I have a lump in my neck? Like, what if I have like a tumor in my brain and I don't know, and I should go get this checked out. And Ian was like, you need to stop watching Grey's Anatomy because that's, what's making you think that you're something's wrong with you all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It happens to like medical students. Yeah. They go in for a sneeze and then they come out with a brain tumor. And I'm like, what if that's, what if that's happening to me right now? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they spend all day studying a certain type of cancer. And the next thing you know, they're like, they, they start to panic and they yeah. just kind of like create symptoms that aren't there. <laughs> it's a phenomenon. Yeah. But I love, I love what you said, um, kind of with, with Angie Lee, like she, she does, I remember one time you may have shared this, but she said something like, um, how people's lives essentially, like they're not the glamour that they show. Mm-hmm. And it was like, do you really think people are sitting by the pool working on their laptop? Like you can't even see with the glare. And I was like, that's so true because whenever I like quit my full-time regular job to do this full-time, I was, I did wake up a few like days later and I had the exact moment that happens in soul when he plays his big performance. Then he realizes, Oh, I don't actually feel any different. Yeah. This thing I've been facing my whole life. I don't feel, I had the same moment. Like, Oh, you don't feel any different when you get the next thing. Just yeah. like I can relate this to when I bought a new car and when I bought my other new car, right? It's like, you don't yeah. actually feel any different and you're like, fuck, I don't, uh, you know, but, but I love like the freedom and things. And like, I love what I do, but it doesn't really make you feel any different. And mm-hmm. it looks, it does look so much more glamorous online because everyone's like working by the pool. They're not working by the pool. You can't be on a laptop in the middle no. of the sun in the middle. It of also, the it would ruin your laptop. <laughs> right. And like, it's just, everything is glamorized and we just expect this like crazy, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, wild. well, it's like going on vacation and you're like, wow, it's going to be so amazing when I go on vacation. It's going to be so great. Life's going to be so easy when I'm there. And then it's like, you get to the, it's like, then you're sitting in front of a pool and then, I don't know about you, but my busy mind's like, okay, now what? Like, what Like what now? Like, okay, I'm sitting here. This is great. Let's go get lunch or something. Like, I don't want to just sit here. So it's like, it's the exact same thing as being on vacation, right? Like, it's like, and I, and then I think that that clicked in my head too. I'm like, when I pay off all my debt, when I buy a house, when I do this. And then it's like it happened. Well, I didn't buy a house yet, but like, you know, I paid off a, I was working on my credit card for so long and then it finally happened. And in my head, I pictured I'd be so happy. And then mm-hmm. afterwards I was just like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, you think That's it. All right. Happy. Cool. I'll just yeah. be happy. Like I really thought. Like once I quit my job, I'll be happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but the the concept it's like it's actually called the hedonic treadmill. It's the concept of being literally on a treadmill where you're just chasing a thing and chasing a thing, and then you get the thing, and then you leave it behind, and you're looking for the next thing and looking for the next thing, and you yeah. think that to make you happy and then oh but it needs to be like this and then it didn't turn out perfect so it needs to look a little bit different when um I, you know you're describing your your quote boring life and loving walks and you walk it's toronto in winter right like you and i mm-hmm. both, you only live a few hours apart it's cold as ball sack people it's hate so life. cold so but freaking cold i think what why like you're able to see like all these like fun things it's like it's perspective 
perspective is the thing we need to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the ability. And then, yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest things because we just take for granted as humans how lucky we are to do these things. And I'm working on, like, I'm doing the Peloton stuff right now. Uh, oh, that reminds me, I have to, can- I have to cancel that trial. Um, <laughs> but she, there's a girl there that keeps saying, like, you don't have to do it, you get to do it. And it's like, you know, we get to work out every day. We get to go for walks whenever we want. We get to bring in a paycheck and keep our lives stable. I've had two cousins that are my age that unfortunately got, they get, they got diagnosed with cancer. And it's like, they probably just wish that they could have like what we're doing, you know? And here we are being like, Ooh, but my life's so hard. And it's like, it's not hard. It's not fucking hard. You know, what's hard going through chemo and everything while all your friends are sitting by the pool enjoying their summer and you can't because you can't be out in the sun. Like that's hard. Like that's your life's not hard. And, and it's just little things like that where I'm just, sometimes I'm just like Felicia, you're such a baby sometimes. Like I, I was saying that to my mom, I was sitting there, it was two years ago and I was feeling so down on myself and my mom mocked me. I'm like, why are you mocking me? She's like, you're, this is what you sound like right now. I don't know if I can go to, I can't afford both Arizona and South Carolina. My life's so hard. And she just like, <laughs> your life's not hard. She's like, that's what you sound like. You're crying because you don't think you can afford both. And when my life's so hard and I'm just like, you're right. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first world problems. Like, yeah. I, there's a girl that I absolutely love called Jordan Bone um, on Instagram. And I've heard, oh, her I've never heard of that. She is amazing, and the thing about her is she was in a car accident in high school. She's, um, I don't want to put this wrong, but like paralyzed um, completely, right? Pretty much. And she loves her life. She went through a period of depression, um, you know, of course. And then she discovered meditation, and she discovered spirituality, and deepening her connection to herself, and realizing that like the physical body isn't as important as we make it. And it's just whenever I like start to have the first world problems, I always try to think of her, you know, if you hear her like on a podcast, she's so, and I just asked her to be on mine. I hopefully she says yes. She's so happy, right? If she gets to be happy, I don't have a, a damn thing to complain about. Yeah. How the fuck am I going to complain like you? Like, yeah, like last night I was looking at Airbnbs and I'm like, oh, but like, I, you know, I already have two books. I have two trips coming up in the next six months. I don't know <laughs> if I can afford another one. It's like, I can't do a third. My life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but when all you look at is Instagram and everyone's traveling all the time, even though a lot of that is also, it's not just the coaching industry, a lot of that is fabricated. You know, people should aren't really in the scenario that they're in or it's on credit cards or they, you know, they're pretending they make all this money traveling, but they really don't, or they can't afford to eat anything while they're there. So they're living in like, you know, not that nice of a situation as they show on social media. Um, but what we think they get to have these amazing lives and we don't. (laughs) Our life sucks. Yeah. No newsflash. No one's life is that exciting. Like your day-to-day life is probably just as boring as the next. And I, and I talk, I think about that too. I'm just like, I should be posting on Instagram more. I should be posting my stories, but it's like, (laughs) my life's boring. Like I'm not doing anything. I wake (laughs) up, I work out, I sit here. I, I mean, I got a double monitor. That's super pumped. Like I'm pumped up for that right now. Like I'm still riding the high of that this week. And then, and then I just, I literally sit here all day long and then I eat dinner and then 
I go to bed. <laughs> it's my life's boring, <laughs> but well, I love like, my how- life. Like I'm so pumped about it. I love the thing and the people I get to talk to and doing this all of the time. Like I, I'm lucky to have my life, but it's, it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all the way that we decide to see it, you know, like, like you said, you get to do the Peloton instead of being like, Oh, I have to do this. Like we get to be healthy and feel good and like Mm -hmm. live in a warm house, you know, like growing up, my house was so cold because we just like had, like, we were just poor. (laughs) Like the heat's expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I just love, like, I'm looking at uh, Felicia right now on Zoom and she's a tattoo that I really like. It says chase happiness. Yeah. And it's like, why would we chase anything else? We're going to yeah. chase fame, fame, fame. We could end up fucking miserable on drugs like half the famous people. Or we could chase money that doesn't, we all know doesn't actually make you happy. Or we yeah. could chase the perfect marriage and kids. Meanwhile, we don't know if people who are, who have a ring on their finger of kids are happy. Like, Mm-hmm. Chase happiness. I love it. Yeah. It's actually choose happiness, but oh. it's the same type of message. I know it's weird font, um, but it, it, it's like, how can you choose happiness in every situation? Like mm. with every perspective, there's another perspective. So it's like whatever you're going through, how can you choose to see the happiness and how can you choose to see it differently? That's amazing. Yeah. Maybe I'll get Chase Happiness in the same font on my arm, and then we'll have Chase Happiness and Choose Happiness together. Yeah, there it is. We're little twinsies walking around. Yeah, get it on your arm. I love it. It's funny because I it was a font that like was on Miley Cyrus's arm, and, <laughs> and so I was like, I walked in and I was like, this is the tattoo I want. Um, but the font had like huge hoops for the H's, mm. and so I told almost every single person in that tattoo spot that I didn't want the hoops for the H's because then it would kind of look like an L. So it would like clues, lappiness. It would look weird with like the way it was on my arm. And so he outlined the choose happiness with the, with the hoops because that was the font. And then he got all the way to like the H, the A, cause he worked backwards. And, and I'm like, you know, I don't want the hoop, right? He's like, no, I didn't know that. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so happy I told you because then I would have gotten the hoop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a big commitment for sure. Yeah, I'm like, well, that would have been on my skin for the rest of my life. But yeah, but and that's essentially what it is. If that had happened, you would have said, how can I see this in a positive way? <laughs> yeah, how can I clues lappiness right now? <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how can you say it in a positive light? I'd probably, well, it is what it is. And I would just correct people. I'm sure he would have made it tasteful. Oh, well. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> That's my tattoo even story. Like, tattoo, like I even, I got a tattoo over summer and I love the tattoo. I love what it means. It's, it's like great. here or something, right? Yeah. It's just like, you know, a small one, but mm-hmm. I, the same thing, this is before I under, this is before I knew the term hedonic treadmill. I had observed it over the years and kind of understood that something was wrong with us chasing all these things. But I went through a period of being obsessed with getting a new tattoo, got the new tattoo. What happened? Oh, I don't feel any different. Maybe I need another touch, right? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is, there's something. And then when I discovered the term hedonic treadmill, I was like, that's it. We're all just chasing the next thing. Hedonic treadmill. How we feel. 
And yeah. I learned about it from a movie called, or a um, documentary called Happy, I think was the title. It's a, it's on Amazon Prime. So good. But yeah, I was like, that's, that's where we're going wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of like where people don't feel filled up in their work and they don't feel filled up in like their relationships and they don't feel appreciated and whatever. And it's because they're too busy thinking about all the things they don't have at work. They don't have that promotion. They don't have, you know, that person's job title. They don't have the company car or whatever. And they're not thinking about everything that they do have right now. Um, and I think, I think if COVID showed us anything, it should be to feel happy about all of the little things that you have. I mean, even if you have a paycheck coming in, like that's more than a lot of the world had coming in during COVID. So it's like taking, like finding the happiness here. And so I talk a lot with um, my clients about the fab four, which is four things that you can do every day to like make you that are non-negotiable to like light you up. And, um, it's just a way of tricking your brain to think that you have more control in your day than, than you, than you do. And you have more control in your day than you do. But when you feel like you're giving your whole day away to like work and you hate your job and you know, you're coming home, you're being a mom and you, you know, not that you hate that, but like you, you hate that you don't have like the time to yourself. Um, it's, it's tricking your mind into thinking like, oh my gosh, I do have, you know, five minutes to call a friend. I do have five minutes to play with my dog. I do have five minutes to go walk there with a, to get a coffee um, without bringing my phone. Like I do have those things. And it's like reminding yourself that you do. And yeah. And it's, 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 and then those are the ways to enjoy the little things in your day as mm -hmm. well. Right. So what are your fab four? Mine? Okay. Well, I say that you should make them, you should change them every week or whatever, because it's not going to be the same always, but mine's pre-workout mix. Need to have pre-workout mix in my life always. Uh, really loving the walks because mm -hmm. the, I, those are starting to become non-negotiable for me. If I'm not walking, then I'm not listening to something productive. And if I'm not listening to something productive, then my whole day's thrown off. Um, I actually do really love meditating. I love the Joe Dispenza meditations. They are a little long for me. Um, so there's a morning one on YouTube that I, it's 24 minutes, but I started at like 11 <laughs> yeah. and from like 11 to 24 minutes. So that's like 13 minutes for me that I'll sit there and I'll meditate. Um, and, and just, it really allows you to visualize the future more than anything. Like instead of like, and then I do my baths every night. Ooh, I love yeah. that. Those are it. And I try to get away from the baths, but that's just where I like to like, sit and think and and wind down essentially so and angie lee again like you can have like little notepads that go on the wall in your bath and so you can like write notes they're like waterproof isn't that cool yeah i need to get that yeah it's where i do a lot of my thinking and then you don't have to dry your hands and write it down on your phone <laughs> again first world yeah. problems <laughs> what would you say your fab boards are <laughs> Um, definitely meditating. That's something yeah. I do every single day. Um, I absolutely love it. I would say yoga. It's not something I do every day, but I, I feel like a new woman when I do yoga, even if I just really? do it kind of for 10 minutes. Um, coffee is something I love every morning. Yes. The coffee with the oat milk. I've loved, mm. I've learned that that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. Like I look forward to it every morning, just like coffee yeah. with oat milk. And again, it's just like choosing to look for, it's like, you get to have this cup of coffee, like, 
like how magical do you feel when you have coffee versus when you don't have it? Like yeah. a big difference. I would say a fourth would be uh, my dog, just like getting to kiss his little face every day. Chip, I know that's how I feel about Bella. Oh, that's so amazing. She's sleeping with her chicken oh, right now. Bella. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's see, and then it's like little things like that where it's like you're you're so like the fact that you could name four things that you love doing every day, like that's great. You're already winning. My I opinion. really like that. Yeah. And so yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, choose four things that you love doing every day. Um, so what would you say to someone who is like stuck in your in their head right now? Or maybe something wasn't going their way right now as they're listening to this, as they're listening to this podcast and we're telling them to enjoy every minute of their day. What would you, what would you say to someone who is not feeling like they're there right now? Yeah. I mean, that's like, let's be honest. That's where I was, you know, before I really dove into this work, it's probably where you were at some point. We, yeah. that's how we're kind of, we're programmed to be like that, right? We, we have this brain that's set up in a way that we constantly feel like fight or flight. You know, it used to be because we were, we were being chased by, you know, dangerous things and we were getting, you know, we were in like tribal wars and all these crazy situations. It was hard to just live but we've kind of transformed now to where we have the same fight or flight response in the brain, but instead of the like physiological dangers, it's dangerous to our psyche. It's dangerous to our ego. Mm -hmm. So when, so it might be something like, um, everyone else is in these relationships and I'm single and it was Valentine's day. And like, I'm never going to find a husband or I'm never going to whatever. Um, again, like you don't know that people who are in relationships are happy. Lots of people, most people settle. Like you just don't know. Mm -hmm. just, you're not going to be happy just because you get in a relationship. But I would say really take a look at what is, what those thoughts are that are swirling in your brain. Like what are those negative thoughts and feelings? Write them down. Like sometimes just starting the journaling process, writing out like a free write of everything in your mind. What's, why do you feel like you can't be happy? Why do you feel like you can't go on a walk? Why do you feel like you can't? And do all these things and see what comes up and like look at it really honestly take a look at that piece of paper and ask yourself is this the ultimate truth is yep. there any other way i could reframe this can i adopt a different perspective can i choose to see this a different way mm -hmm. right and that's kind of like a very like simple exercise to kind of start it off um but diving into you know diving into the work of of building trust I really, again, like one of the reasons why I became a spiritual mentor is I, I can't teach, build a business or gain confidence or do anything anymore without a spiritual element because without knowing that there's a higher power, without deep self-trust and like deep soul level work, anything that you have is going to be surface level and the confidence is going to feel surface level. There's, there needs to be like this deep trust and connection. Um, so that you can have build a belief around, okay, I may be single right now and I'm 30 and, and that sucks, but I know that the right person for me will not pass me. They, I will end up with the love of my life and I can be happy right now in the meantime and I can trust mm -hmm. and I can surrender and like maybe I can open myself up. Maybe I can say no to, to dates that maybe I could have given that guy a chance. Maybe he wasn't, didn't have Zac Efron's six pack and stunning eyes, but I could give him a chance, right? When we open ourselves up to the possibilities of life, you know, maybe we think that 
we're stuck in a career that we hate, but wait, there's nothing else I could do with my degree. I'm just stuck. It's like, but open yourself up to other possibilities. And once you start to play with that concept of like trusting that something better is out there, you signal your brain to be on the lookout for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. and, you, and that's, that's more to me of how manifestation works and unfolds. It's like building this belief that it's going to come. It might not look exactly the way it does on my vision board, but if I trust it's coming and I act that way, life will unfold for me in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's inevitable that it will, to be honest, if you're constantly thinking that it will, like it's, and you're working towards that, like not just thinking that it will, but if you're actually taking the actions to make it happen um, without like the expectation of mm -hmm. thinking that it's going to happen, then it's, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. And, and I think people need to trust that, but yeah, that's essentially, that's essentially what I say too. It's like a list of four things. One, what's the story you're telling yourself and be honest, like write it out, get it out of your system. Like the story I'm telling myself is I'm just going to keep using the single and 30 cause you're already using it, but you know, I'm single 30, never going to find love. No one loves me, blah, blah. And then right, the second one is it is actually true because chances are, and I'm going to spoiler alert, like 90% of the time it's not. Um, and so, but it like opens your mind to see a different perspective. And then the third one is how can I choose to see the situation differently? Um, and yeah, that's basically where I start as well, always. And it's like right here on a sticky note <laughs> to, to remind me when I'm like feeling glum. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm going to look up the hedonic treadmill thing and the documentary, Happy. Yeah, it's so good. You'll love it. Cool. Um, sweet. Well, you know, I was going to think of like rapid fire fun questions for, for my podcast, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't get around to doing that. So I don't have any rapid fire questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being on my podcast. I felt like this was such a good conversation to have. Yeah, this was really fun. I feel like, um, I just hope that people walk away thinking, okay, maybe I can, maybe there is one little way I can shift my perspective around one little part of my life and start to find more joy. And if that, if they choose to do that, they will see something magical. Yeah. There's always miracles happening every day. Um, and you just have to enjoy it. and, and don't give up if you don't see it in the first like month and this guys, this is, you can't, it, the belief system takes time. Like you can't just assume that if you believe and you're positive for one or two days then it's going to work, like it's all, and it doesn't work for you, then it sucks. Like yeah, it, it's thinking this way all of the time and knowing that it's not working for you this month, it's going to happen for you next month. And if it doesn't happen for you next month, it's going to happen eventually throughout the year. So just there's 12 months in the year. It's, it's got a lot of time here. So keep going. And what's the harm if you don't do it? Really? You're just going to end up in the same spot. If anything, you just become a happier, more vibrant person. So you can't lose. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, I, um, will plug everywhere to find you, but how can you tell them where to find you so they can keep in contact with you and keep up with yeah. your life? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at candid.confidence. Um, my website is candidconfidence.com. My podcast is the Candid Confidence Podcast. Plug it in anywhere and you'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. And do you have any offerings or anything for anyone right now if they were interested in diving deeper into Leah's world? Yeah, I do. I actually launched a new program last night, which is called The Awakened Soul. Ooh. And it's a 10-week deep, deep dive 
an immersion into essentially shedding away like the labels that you've put on yourself over the years. So like digging into why do we people please? What are the layers we've built onto ourselves that make us overthink and be perfectionists and like shedding those to get back to who we really are. So it's essentially a course on, on developing your authentic confidence and your, your self-trust um, through doing like shedding of the ego and, and shedding of like, why, why do we feel so much jealousy and so much, you know, getting triggered? We kind of like dive into all those things, um, work on shedding those and then really tapping into like a deep level of confidence. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Ooh. Um, send me that info too. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. That's great. Okay, cool. And so, yeah, that's where you could find Leah and candid confidence across the board. That program sounds amazing. And yeah, thank you so much for being on. It's always so great seeing you. Awesome. Thanks Felicia. This was so fun. I will chat with you soon. Chat with you soon.